Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jerry Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And we back now. We're back. We're back in the saddle again. Mm. On the road again. Just like Willie Nelson said. There you go. Here we is. Yeah. So, feels good. Yeah, we needed that break. Ah. Uh, you know, we said we'd take a week. Took two. But we took two. You know why? Because we needed it. Because we needed it, and we can. Yeah. Like, we'll take it this is our podcast. Yeah, that's right. Nobody's no, 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 telling us. Nope. Well, except Jesus. You know why? Uh, he's he, risen. He is, he is indeed. risen indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only people that are all access members will get that reference. Oh, how you doing, man? I am doing great. How about yourself? Good. So I I, I heard through the grapevine Uh-oh. that uh, your large company uh, gave your people a little break. A little break over the holidays. Yeah, gave them a bit of a break. That's cool. That's yeah. really, really Get cool. Get some rest, relaxation, yeah, enjoy spend the time family. with family. Yep. I, I, and I always, I just take note when I when I see that you're doing that because it seems like a lot of companies, especially a company like yours that's got a lot happening and timing is critical and things have got to get done. You guys are not afraid to tell your employees like, no, this is a, this is time off for you. And it's not just like the ones that everybody would recognize. It's other ones. You guys just like, no, we want you guys to have some time with your family. And uh, I appreciate that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. People seem to enjoy it. I I bet they do. Yeah. I bet they do. I mean, you're still working. Yeah. I mean, mean, yeah. (laughs) It's my company. (laughs) You're going to go in today. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. No, no, I'm going to do it from home, my home office. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. It is like super warm out. And yesterday was a great, we're recording on a Monday. Um, Easter was a beautiful day. Man, the weather has been good. Windows are open. I'm liking it. I'm liking it quite Mm -hmm. a bit. So I'm, uh, yeah, we've got our window open here in the office. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm thinking I might, if I can find a place to sit outside, but not in the sun, I might do that. Get some work done outside. That'd be nice. In That'd the shade, be, though. Of course. Got to be in the shade. Of course. No. I don't want to get burnt. Mm. Can't get burnt. Nope. Nope. Can't have that happen again. No. That does. Uh, it's bad for everybody. Oh, I've yeah. already I've already got skin cancer, so I don't need. Uh, don't need more. I don't want to get any more. I do. I still need to. Still need to go. <laughs> why don't you go get? Why <laughs> won't you? I go? still haven't gone to have have it taken care of. Uh, you know. I no, I don't know. Well. You know, uh, no, I don't know. It, there's like, uh, I don't remember why I didn't. I'm, I'm going to though, because like, uh, you know, like I have a back scratcher. Mm-hmm. Do you have a back scratcher? No. Oh, I love a back scratcher. So like I, when, I, when I was a little kid, my dad always had a bamboo back scratcher, and it would hang next to his bed. And he goes, get that part of your back. Because yep. we've got like short little hobbit yep. arm, you yep. can't reach stuff. And uh, so I have one that it's a telescoping back scratcher and mm. has like a little skull hand on the end of it that's mm. silver um but now it's like I, i'm and that's it's catching on those cancer growths on my back when i'm like i'm like oh i feel that i'm supposed to have that stuff taken off so, like it's like scratch the pores uh the spores pores spores i don't know what it is it's but it's it's something that the doctor is like oh, you got to have that uh, you have to go to the dermatologist i think is who i'm supposed to go to why don't you go i'm going you're not i'm going, going. it's a priority it's, it's priority a- it is priority now Priority this year. This year, I, I, I don't even understand you sometimes, man. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. You know, I don't like to do whole things. I like to do half things. Just give me a half thing to do. We got an email. Yeah, we have an email. This guy named Timmy wrote us an email. We have it done by June. Yeah, you know I think what? So you know what? I think so. You know what? 
I'll have it done by June. Everybody. All right. Tag at Joe Thorne. Mm. No, yeah, and keep encouraging him <laughs> to get to the dermatologist yeah. and keep asking him for follow-ups. Let him know you're praying for him. Yeah, okay. That you're praying don't for ask him. till June. No, 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 June. no, 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 no. Ask now. I don't need any asking no, now. No, yes, ask him now because just even ask him, did you set your appointment? Okay. Did you set your appointment? Jimmy, you know me. I know you. What's going to happen if people start pestering me to do something? Uh, this is actually different. I'm not going to do the thing. No, that's not I'm true. I'm not going to no, do no, the you, thing. No, no, you... If I did that to you, you would ignore me. Uh, but I'm telling you, what do you if, think if those that, that I'm going to heed the, the counsel of our listeners, I think you would. Get out of here! I think you would. They don't know what they're talking about. So just go ahead. They're probably and keep going to go see them. the new Mario Brothers movie. Why would I trust anybody with that kind of taste? You were just telling me you thought it was going to be a good movie because no, it got 88 percent on I Rotten Tomatoes. No, I told you. That the audience score is very high, the critic score is which very said, low. But you said, which said, usually means it's going to be a good time. You'll have a good time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, which not usually me. means. I'm not, I, yeah, usually, yeah, but I'm not me. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I, I don't like the way it portrays Italians. I, th- I think it's racist. Really? Mm-hmm. You put in... <laughs> what? You put in a sound effect. I, I don't know what you're talking about right you now. You know exactly what no I'm talking idea. about right now. Uh, <laughs> I think we both know what you did, and you're mm. going to really act like you didn't put this sound effect into the bar. So, And you said it's our it's you know for our Italian listeners. <laughs> really? You didn't say that? Well, listen, I just think it's cool that you know we, we have such a large um, Italian-American listener base. I, mm. think that's, I think that's awesome. And uh, you know, I like Mario because Mario's short. Yeah, you know, I like that. I appreciate that. Luigi's all tall. I don't like that. I don't like that guy. Uh, I like Mario's short. He's got the nice facial hair going. Mm. You know, there's overalls. Mm-hmm. Tag so him done. at Joe Thorne. Okay. So we got this. Uh, we got this email from a guy named Tim. You want to read it? Oh sure. Hey gents, I have a bit of a quandary that my wife and I have been working on, and thought your opinion would be helpful not only for us but for other listeners. Probably. My wife and I have been in the process of church hunting for some time, and we thought we had found a church that was going to work for us. We enjoyed the preaching, uh, found it to be theologically sound, and the church seemed like a great community. Nice. If we had one complaint, the worship was a huge production, felt like time for the lead singer to have a concert, okay. to the point that we would look around and almost no one in the congregation was singing. All right, well, let's just hang on for a second. Like, that's a legit complaint. Like I've yeah. seen that, I've experienced that. Yep. Everything else is good, though. Everything. Hey, you uh, good, you know, you, maybe you make an exception. Yep. When we attended the Easter service, we were treated to four songs. Uh, two were worship songs, and the others were by Queen and U2. <laughs> I'm sorry. And felt like just an opportunity for the worship leader to impress the Easter visitors. We both listened to a lot of music, and it felt very off for Easter Sunday. So much so that we lost trust in the church leadership based of off their decision to allow this we decided that night to continue looking for a new church our dilemma comes from wrestling with if it is our christian duty to contact this church to inform them of why we are leaving it seemed the worship culture they've created is anything but worshipful and we can't decide if we have responsibility to call it out thank you for any advice you can provide your brother tim yeah i'd be gone yeah and i listen uh queen's great yeah Talented band. You two have some bangers. Yep. I don't want that in worship. That's just not my thing. I just, I don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> the songs that are about the Lord are the songs that we ought to be singing, right? It's songs about. I'm trying to guess what songs. 
So you too, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It's got to be that. It's like an still outreach found, kind of yep. a thing. Like, yep. oh, man, you know, I know what it's like to be out there in the world and you're searching for answers and you yep. can't find those answers. And uh, you know what? We've got we've got a song here that uh, that identifies with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What about Queen? Probably um, somebody to love. I don't think that's the one. <laughs> I can't imagine bicycle. <laughs> I immediately thought bicycle, and I was like, "There's no way." Uh, I can't imagine an appropriate song. I can't. I can't even. I listen. Queen is one of the most talented bands of all time. They're super talented, but like, I don't know what that's doing in worship, man. I can't even say some of the other songs I'm thinking. Yeah. Can't say that out here. <laughs> some of the other Queen songs. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You could say that. Yeah, that one yeah, I could say. Yeah, I could say that. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember um, I saw, a, it was like a, a, a like a Live Aid concert or something in, from the 80s, and Queen is performing. Uh, we're flipping through the channels back when we had cable. Like, mm. so a long time ago, Eli was like a little boy, like six years old. And he and man, dude's up there, Freddie Mercury singing, and I go, listen to this guy, and you know it's live, it's live music, and they're just crushing it. Mm, we're like mm. really, like really good. And then I'm like, okay, now don't be like Eddie, uh, Freddie, Freddie Mercury, and then, <laughs> then we moved on. Uh, <laughs> don't be like him. Don't. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, this is just silliness. I, I get it. And let's assume that they're not trying to impress. I would assume, well, maybe they're not trying to impress people, but they're trying to impact people. They might have really good motives. It's just a really bad choice to be singing those kind of songs on the on the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to say no good. Jimmy, do they have a duty-bound obligation to tell these people why they're leaving? No. I don't think so. You're, you're, yeah. It's up to you. Uh, yeah. If you want to tell them, tell them. Yeah. But, like, you haven't settled. You're just, you know, you're yeah. new. You're not members. Now, if someone reaches out to you, then all right, go ahead. Don't share. lie. Don't lie. And in my experience is um, I, I would probably at this stage in my life, I would probably say, hey, listen, just want to let you know we've been visiting for a while. We like a lot of it, but um, we're uncomfortable with this aspect aspect of it. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before. There are people that are not going to vibe. Yep. With yep. It. They're probably they're not likely to change anything because no, of it. no. But uh, I would let them know, hey, listen, I'm praying for you guys. But uh, this is not this is not for us. No, you know. yeah. So yeah, keep looking. Hope you find something good. Yeah, just get on your bicycle and scoot off. Mm. You know, I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Mm. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride it where I like. Then it turns into like a Michael Jackson song. Well, it's like black uh, and white or something. Yeah, you. <laughs> what is it? You say black, I say white. You say wrong, I say right. You yeah. say Jaws or don't say Dog and bite. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff going on in that song. I don't know. And I don't even want to know if it's a metaphor for something. I really do not want to know. <laughs> I just want to stay away from it. I remember hearing that song as a kid, and I'm like, oh, yeah, riding a bike. Everybody likes riding a bike. And then you're like, maybe it's not about riding a bike. I don't know. I just, uh, I, uh, so uh, listen, we wanted to uh, hop on today and encourage you guys to read a book. And this is... I've taken a bunch of people through this book, a very short book called Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit, written by Matthew Henry. You've heard of Matthew Henry mm-hmm. with the commentaries. Great guy. He wrote The Pleasantness of a Religious Life. So if you want to read a, a, a book smaller and better than uh, Desiring God, read The Pleasantness of a Religious Life by Matthew Henry because that's better. Desiring God's good. This is better. And if you want to read a book on humility, uh, don't read C.J. Mahaney on humility. Read Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit. Mm. This is better. All right, all right. And I've used it, man. I've seen people 
completely changed. I've seen people with anger issues really begin to overcome them, mm. learning these mm. things. Uh, it's been instrumental in my life. Outside of the Bible, this is probably the book that Ooh. God has used in my life and in my ministry more than any other book. Mm. All right, well, Joe, I mean, you know, you've read this book, I think. Is this the book? And I, I don't want to put you on the spot. Sure. But I've heard you talk about a book that you typically read once a year. I'm not sure if this is the one. Yeah. If, uh, there are some books that I read once a year for a season. Right? Mm. It happened for like a while. Um, this is a book I've read multiple times. It's also, it's very short, so it makes it easy. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's not impressive to read this book every year. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a quick read. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have I have read it a lot. And I, and I read it because... I was getting, God was confronting me over my anger issues. Mm. And as he kept like pushing me to deal with like, what is underneath the anger? Cause anger isn't the root. Anger is the fruit. Like what's underneath that. Yeah. And I began to see that it was pride and other things were going on. And then, uh, he led me to this book and his providence. And, uh, this had the biggest impact outside of scripture. This had the biggest impact. It's whole idea of meekness mm. and quietness of, of spirit. So that I'm assuming, how does it start off? Like, what? How? How? How would you define meekness? Well, what he does is he goes to First Peter three four, right? Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, or meek and quiet spirit, uh, which in God's sight is very precious. Hmm. You know that passage, First Peter three four. Yeah, talking. I know, he's but talking, I guess he's talking to wives. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> isn't is this for the ladies? Then? He's talking. He's talking to because ladies, you know, <laughs> they just think they know everything. You know, oh, and Joey, no, no, Joe, no, 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 they are easily no. deceived. Women, stop, men are not stop, as easily stop, deceived. Stop, 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 no, stop. Just, oh, no, I'm sorry, that's fundamentalism. Sorry, I got, uh, I got can, off track. Listen, you can go ahead and tag Joe <laughs> Thorne at Joe Thorne. And uh, let him know your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I this is just really cool because clearly this this you know when uh, when Peter writes this he's like he's he's instructing everybody right husbands wives men servants he's doing all this stuff it's like here's how you're supposed to live, and he addresses a particular issue among the women of his day and he says listen um, don't let your identity uh, and the the greatness of yourself be found in the things external but instead um, let let your adorning, let your beauty be uh, the hidden person yeah. of the heart. And obviously this applies to men and women, right? Like both and like the, like 99% of the commands in the Bible are applicable to both men and women. Um, and so that's what, that's what he does here. He, he sees that uh, a, a meek and quiet spirit or a gentle and quiet spirit is for everybody. Mm. So no, it's uh it's not just, it's not just that. What he says is, he says that uh, meekness, right, um, is essentially easiness of spirit. And he says this a bunch throughout mm. the book. Uh, he keeps using that phrase easiness, which I found to be really, really helpful. Yeah, uh, he writes, meekness is easiness for it accommodates the soul to every occurrence and so makes a man easy to himself and to all about him. Like, that sounds so good because, you know, some people are a pain. Mm. Sometimes we are difficult and you're, you know, I'm not easy. I can be difficult, but there's, that, there's the difference. Right? Are you difficult or are you easy? Then I think a lot of people think of easiness as like being a pushover, right? Being somebody without a backbone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, or we think of it as like, and he talks about this in the book. It's like, oh, it's like being lazy. And he's saying like, no, no, no. 
it's it's easiness to yourself so you're not getting all wrapped up in and amped about things that you shouldn't be and it makes you easy to others and, and he, he unpacks this beautifully in the book hmm. he says man's corrupt nature has made him like a wild donkey used uh, to the wilderness or the swift dromedary traversing her ways uh, from he's, he's quoting Jeremiah too here. But when the grace of meekness gets dominion in the soul, it alters the temper of it and it submits it to management. And now the wolf dwells with the lamb and the leopard lies down with the kid and the little child may lead them for enmities are laid aside and there is nothing to hurt or destroy. So he, he says like meekness changes you internally. It changes your heart and it works in you in these two different directions, right? It, it fundamentally uh, works in you, in your relationship with God and in your relationship with others. But it even sounds like uh, he's starting off by talking about like, it 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 also works towards yourself, yep. right? Like in that sense of being meek with yourself or being easiness uh, yeah. with yourself, right? So it's like deal here. Yep. Because it's easy for us to really get hard on ourselves. It's yep. e and when we're hard on ourselves, it's easier to be hard with others, right? Oh, yeah. When you have less grace for yourself, less patience for yourself. I don't, I don't yourself. cut myself any slack either. Yeah. I can be a jerk to them because I'm a jerk to myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I hold them to the same standard. By what standard? By standard. Yeah. This standard. The standard I keep to myself, you know? Uh, but, yeah, it's it's first starting there and and then, right? Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned, towards God and towards others yeah. uh and this is when we're talking about the meekness towards god uh this is the quote uh easy and quiet submission of the soul to his whole will according as he is pleased to make it known whether by his word or by his providence so good man. great quote so good so like it, it so when you're talking about meekness toward god he says it it works itself out like oh you um you're submissive to what he says scripture yep and to what he does, providence. Yep. And I I know like there's some people, they struggle with what God says. They the, the doctrines are off-putting or the commands are too restrictive. And if you have meekness, you naturally submit to what God commands, to what he does. So we he speaks and we listen, we hear, we accept, we want to obey. That's what meekness does. But I find it generally more difficult in providence most christians that i know and i'm including myself here mm. i can accept what god says in his word easier than i can accept what god is allowing to happen in my life through providence because i'm like what the heck yeah like that's you know the bible is like clear i can read it and i go oh this is the way i'm this, supposed this, to be this. this is who god is i don't get a i don't get to vote on how i want god to be god just is but then in my life i'm like what i don't know what's going on here this is this is unfair or yep. unjust or just unpleasant and it's easier i think to to start to get uh difficult and not easy when it comes to providence mm. he's got a quote here um on pages 19 and 20 right he says it's the silent submission of the soul to god's providence right he says when the events of providence are grievous and afflicting displeasing to sense and opposing our worldly interests meekness not only quiets us under them but reconciles us to them and enables us not only to bear but to receive evil as well as good from the hand of the lord which is the excellent frame that job argues himself into mm. there's so much in that right but like it's not just saying like okay god's sovereign and you know what uh i'm, I'm going to 
accept them. We're reconciled to them. We're not just like saying like, oh, it is what it is. But we get to a place where we're able to say, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm. Like it's, it's what Job learned. And Job had to argue himself into it. Like we have to, it's preaching to yourself. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. Just, it's taking yourself by the hand, as Lloyd-Jones says, and leading yourself to the truth that you might not be ready to accept. Mm. And providence is hard. You know, why is God allowing my kid to go through this? Or why is God a, a allowing our church to go through? Like you can just think of a, a hundred different examples off the top of your head. Like why am I uh, suffering under this sort of you know, grievous affliction? Um, meekness changes your heart and your attitude. Like it, this is where like, humility comes from, right? Uh, meekness is a an easiness of of the heart or of the soul that leads to it, the character quality of humility, so that we don't think that we deserve better. Mm -hmm. You know, you may deserve better in your relationship to somebody. Like if your boss is a jerk and he's not paying you what you deserve, you could say, "Well, I deserve better." Yeah, yeah. And you might need to quit or talk to your boss. But in terms of what God is doing. You don't deserve better than anything that God is doing. No, not at all. But then there's this like meekness toward others, right? And so this is where, and he talks a lot about this, like who we are is has a lot to do with who we are relationally, both to God and to other people. And so most of our interactions are with people, right? Most of our lives, we're, we're, we're having uh, conversations and conflict with mm. people. And so meekness comes into play like really heavy. Uh, he writes here, uh, meekness is especially... Uh, conversant about the disposition of anger not to entirely destroy and erase from the soul the holy indignation of which the scriptures speak for that word to quench a coal which sometimes there is occasion for even at god's altar and to blunt the edge even of the spiritual weapons with which we are to carry on our spiritual warfare but its office is to direct and govern this affection that we may be angry and not sin ephesians 2 uh, ephesians 4 26 so good because here's the thing, like we, the scripture cautions us against unrighteous anger. Yeah. And frequently just says like, you know, curb, curb your anger because much of our anger is, is springing from self-righteousness. But I was recently talking to a guy, I'm taking this guy through this book and he's angry about some stuff. And, uh, and I'm telling him like, listen, I'm telling you right now, one of the things you need to learn is, is meekness. Mm. Uh, you're going to have to learn. It's like, I have to learn it. You have to learn meekness. If you, if you learn this, if you grow in this, uh, your life will become not just manageable, but it will, it will come alive to you. Uh, you will be in such a better frame. You will be able to enjoy your life again. But as it is, you're angry. Now, here's the thing. Meekness does not mean you have to get rid of it. You don't have to get rid of all your anger. Yeah. Now, some of your anger it has to get rid of because it's just sinful anger. But, you can be angry about injustice and sin and not sin in your anger. There, there, there ought to be a sense in which meekness then like governs it, mm. right? It guards, um, it stills the heart so that you don't rage. You know, it's, it's cause, uh, I'm trying to think like I've, I mean, historically I've, oh, I've had anger issues. Um, I was an angry little man, uh, and I'm not, I'm still a little man, but I'm not so angry anymore, but it took me years and years to really work it out. And honestly, I went from basically trying to hold down my anger, uh, for a long time, which would result in me, you know, 
popping off, becoming loud, mm. you know, punching walls or mm. whatever, even as a Christian, um, long into my Christian walk. And it wasn't really, this is, this is the book that God used to just quiet me down. And it, it's not a book that tells you, here are the five things you need to do. To yeah. Become a meek yeah, person. Yeah. It doesn't do that. It just explains to you, here's what meekness is. Here's where it comes from. That's all it does. And once I began to, to see that and understand like, oh, wow, all that anger is coming from something that isn't of the Lord. And it really, it really began to, uh, to, to produce the change in me that, you know, that my, my wife at the time certainly needed it for the record was never violent or anything like that. Yeah. But I was just, I would, would lose my temper. Oh, you, never about her, by the way. <laughs> it was, it was, I, was, I don't think I've ever uh, had an outburst of anger in those years w with my wife. It was more like I'm angry at a situation and now she gets the blowback of that. Mm, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. um, but this quietness of spirit, I just couldn't learn for the longest time until Matthew Henry started walking me, walking me through it. He's got a quote on page 26. The work of meekness is to calm the spirit so as that the inward peace may not be disturbed by any outward provocation. Yeah. You see those guys like uh, what's that show? Kung Fu back in the day. Yep. Bald dude, like a white dude playing an Asian dude, a little racist. But anyways, yeah. guy shows up into town. He always shows up super calm, super serene, mm -hmm. minding his business. And what happens? The sheriff tells him, hey, I'm going to take it to the other side of this bridge, Rambo. <laughs> this is pre-Rambo. This is Asian Rambo. And uh, yeah, some hillbillies start uh, start like pushing him. And he's like, he's super calm. He's super serene uh, until he has no choice. But like mm -hmm. now I have to direct my anger to kick your butt. Mm -hmm. um, but man, there is there really is a grace. And we see it in Jesus, right? It's where you really see meekness on display. You know, Jesus didn't threaten back in return when when they were you know uh persecuting him arresting him whipping him killing him he could have just destroyed everyone which would have been sweet right that's that's my that's my inclination like let's see let's see the innocent person let's see some kung fu action like that's what i want to see um but he entrusted his soul to the lord and accomplished god's plan um and so it it really like meekness it, it, it guards not just your heart. It guards the work of God in you. Right? It preserves that grace. There's, there's one other quote I wanted to read. It's, um, it's from pages 27 and 28. Meekness preserves the mind from being ruffled and discomposed and the spirit from being unhinged by the vanities and vexations of this lower world. By the way, Matthew Henry can write mm -hmm. vanities and vexations unhinged <laughs> you think that's a modern expression it keeps the spirit from being unhinged by the vanities and vexations of this lower world it stills the noises of the sea the the noise of her waves and the tumult of her soul it permits not the passions to the crowd okay hear me it permits not the passions to crowd out in a disorderly manner like a confused ungoverned rabble but it draws them out your passions draws them out like a tr like trained bands Everyone in his own order, as wisdom and grace gives the word of command. The, your, 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 your emotions, your, your passions, your interests, those things are supposed to be ordered. We're, we're called mm. to like, you know, keep the heart with all vigilance. How do we do that? Well, we do it by the grace of meekness. And this allows for an orderliness, not just of our lives, but of how we experience, even feel about our lives. So this is a book, man. 
everybody needs to get Quest for Meekness and Quietness of Spirit. Mm. Um, you can find PDF copies online. It's its old public domain stuff. Uh, but we'll link to a paperback version that you can buy on Amazon. I, of course, have a hardcover version that I've had since like 97. It is awesome. Soli Del Gloria publication. So if you can find that, great. But uh, paperback is ready to go and cheap. Mm. Well, we'd love to get thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the, our website, DoctrineAndDevotion.com. And there, and, yeah. you can sign up for the email blast. Yep, you can do that. Leave us a message. I don't pay attention, man. This is like announcements on Sunday. I'm not paying attention. Or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and There's grab a store. some gear. That's right. Uh, we got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. Why are you looking at me? I'm not paying attention. I'm literally on my phone. I know. That's why. You're just distracting me. Well, okay, listen, like, let meekness is... take root so that, no. you're, you're, so that you're, your passions no, are I governed. Just I just didn't know if right now someone had already tweeted at you. At Joe Thorne. Oh, yeah. To remind you to go ahead and uh, get, make your appointment. Get, uh, kill the cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got that all-access exclusive content. We got Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom Monday through Friday. Uh, you can go ahead and click on the link on your podcast player that says support this podcast or head on over to doctrineanddevotion.com slash all-access and sign up today. Later. Later.